Assalamu alaikum bro Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh bro How's things man? Alhamdulillah, all good How's no life? whatsoever Going good, improving man Allahu Akbar Yourself? Alhamdulillah, okay man, it's getting better Steadily, yeah Alhamdulillah, from Allah Bro, Jerry, I've known you for some time now, mashallah, tabarakallah um, You've had you, the misfortune, yes <laughs> La la, it's been fortunate, <laughs> Sheikh It's been very, very good, mashallah Getting to know you yeah, You're around us a lot, mashallah In the IRO office You do some work as well, mashallah, tabarakallah uh, In the office, you work on some of your own things, etc And um, one of the things that uh, I found inspirational about you, yourself Is you you have like your own, mashallah, story Of how you actually came to Islam As, as I'm sure people will be able to tell You have a very different accent Non-English accent Tell us a little bit about yourself inshallah Before we get into the topic of You know we're going to be speaking about history of monotheism We want to speak some, some some bits about Some neglected bits in the da'wah And also some stuff about yaqeen You know certainty Having certainty in Islam But um, yeah bro give me some background about yourself Okay so I'll make it brief Because the story is long Yeah And we don't have all day So uh, yeah obviously I'm Irish uh, I was raised as a Catholic. Uh, you could say my family are cultural Catholics at best. Okay. So it was never put on me very staunchly. Uh, until up to the age of about 12 or 13, I, I would have considered myself Catholic. But when I hit puberty, I started to ask a lot of questions about mm. this religion. And suffice to say, it gave me no answers. Mm. Yeah, but it just led to more confusion And I could even see with my family in particular When I put the questions to them They had no certainty in what they believe They okay. had no yaqeen So I just came to the conclusion People around me have basically swallowed what's been passed down culturally And they have no firm faith in this themselves And in particular the sacrifice of Jesus May peace be upon him Made no sense to me on a whole bunch of levels That I won't get into for the sake of time Long story short, I became an atheist around about the age of 13. Wow, that young? That young. I had to, man. I had no choice as far as I was concerned. Uh, towards in the middle of doubt in Christianity, I picked up a, a small book. It was on holistic healing methods. And it, there was a bit about prayer, meditation and religions. And there was a basic description of a number of the bigger religions. I read this description and to me, I just thought they're all the same. Mm. They're all the same as the Christianity, man. And you have all these other subsects of these religions as well. And uh, I'm out, basically. Mm. Plus, when you're young and you want to rebel, it's like, uh, it's handy you're not to believe in God, you know. So I became an atheist anyway, long story short. For 14 or 15 years, until I got very disillusioned with how I was living yeah. as an atheist, because... You're into whatever munkar badness you're into or whatever method of trying to drown out the the reality of what your heart tells you, what yes. we know the fitra tells us. And when you're younger, you may enjoy this kind of stuff. Yeah, you may enjoy the loose living and whatnot. But as you get older, uh, well, you should sober up a little bit. Alhamdulillah, I did. Yeah. And I still continue to live as I lived, but I went from being happy with it to less happy to sick and tired of it then to really questioning not only why am I doing such and such a thing to blank out these questions but why am I doing anything hmm. you know what's my purpose here you know and people throw themselves into the likes of work 
into the likes of alcohol, drugs, or maybe they overinvest in their kids, their wife, which there's nothing wrong with in general, but yeah. when they're using this as an excuse to deny the truth, there is. So I kind of put my mind everywhere. Like, is this the purpose of life? Is that the purpose of life? On and on and on. And if you're asking these questions, you have no choice but to end up with religions if you truly do your research. So yeah. I went back to all these religions I threw behind my back as a youngster, yeah? Yeah. And researched them all. I gave them all a fair chance. The only thing I knew was Christianity could not be true because I had been exposed to it. I had been exposed to the Bible and whatnot, but I still went back to the Bible because wow. I had a feeling there was some truth in there. So I researched Islam, Buddhism, Sikhism, Hinduism, yeah. some Bible, uh, Deism, and any off-the-cuff philosophy I could get, as long as it was telling me you have you have a purpose and we can describe it to you. Okay. Again, now this process of beginning the research to actually becoming Muslim took four and a half years. So I'm going to have to squash it down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll say Islam stood out from the beginning. Mm. Why? Because the message is more simple. It's self-consistent. It doesn't contradict itself. Yeah. Everyone is invited to Islam. And the people who do da'wah in Islam properly always refer back to the text. Yes. Now, in other religions, people may give an exegesis of a text, but it's gone miles, it's gone galaxies away from what the book says. 100%. But in Islam, they always referred back to the text. And I saw confidence in these speakers, these scholars and these speakers online who were calling to Islam. I could see they really believed what they had. And not only that, they're able to back it up with the evidences. Yes. So... Uh, you could say before I started to research, I didn't know anything about Islam. Yeah. I had no prejudice against it and I had nothing in favor of it within me either. Yeah. But all the same, when you research Islam these days, you come across all the anti-Islamic stuff, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's true. So I had a bit of an internal battle. You know, I'm, I'm getting convinced on one hand, you know, I'm looking at, at the preservation of the Quran the amount of memorizers of the Quran, the fact that Allah has guaranteed the preservation uh, prophecies of the Prophet, may peace be upon him. Other, uh, particularly some, some of the psychological verses of the Quran, yeah. when I read them, things in my own life only made sense yeah, yeah. after reading them. I had answered dua even before I became Muslim. Allahu Akbar. And there was a whole bunch of evidences just started stacking up, stacking up, stacking up. And at this stage, I had knocked out all the other religions anyway. Would you say you were in confusion at one point? I was in absolute confusion. And do, do you know one commonality, Jerry, that I see with a lot of people, right? Go on. And I was speaking recently to a guy at a specific university about this, and he was going around in circles, circular arguments, right? He's trying to find, like, this existential being. And, like, you know, they start off, they try and sound, like, very, like, philosophy savvy. Yeah, I know. And they I start know. off and they say things like, are we even here and stuff like yeah, Essentially, they're being, really it, yeah. they're being really silly. They're being really silly. But one thing that I stopped him, because he kept on going on and on, and I said to him, there's an ayah in the Quran and Allah says in Surah Qaf in the beginning of it, Allah says, بَلْ كَذَّبُوا بِالْحَقِّ لَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ فَهُمْ فِي أَمْرٍ مَرِيجٍ Allah says that, but they denied the truth when it came to them. So they're in a confused state. Yeah, They're confused. And this is one of those imani ayat if you think about it. Because Allah, what's he saying? He, yeah. He's talking about people that they deny the truth when it comes mm. to them. It comes to them, they deny it. Yep. They're in full confusion. Of course. What's left after the truth? SubhanAllah. What's beyond the truth? Yes. What's beyond the truth? And you and find that. You find that with so many people that we speak to, 
some of the verses of truth in the Quran are my favorites, to be honest. Yes. Allah says truth has arrived, now falsehood has departed or vanished, yes. depending on the translation. Yes. So if the truth had arrived to this guy or the likes of this guy and he hasn't accepted it, what's left? Confusion. Yeah, he hasn't no. allowed falsehood to depart from him, so he's stuck in the falsehood. There's another verse where Allah says he dashes the truth upon the falsehood. Yes. And it literally smashes their head. It smashes the head and destroys the falsehood. Yes. You know, so the verses about truth are some of the ones that stand out to me the so most. You, so you went through this period yes. of learning, studying, yeah. looking into, you had this like existential crisis, we can say. Yeah, without a doubt. And you basically eventually found Islam. Alhamdulillah. Right? And we know about this because, and this is very relevant to our conversation today, inshallah. We know that a lot of people, what they do is they look for Islam sincerely. Mm. They look for the truth, mm. rather, I should yeah, say. Yeah, I wasn't looking for Islam. You weren't looking I for Islam. I didn't know where to look, but I was looking for truth and purpose. That's it. And when you look like that, and you have a qalb, like a heart that's pure, and you're genuinely seeking... Well, we'll get there, inshallah. I won't go that far. <laughs> no, but when, when you're looking mm. genuinely, this is what I'm talking about. When you're looking genuinely, your heart is looking, mm. you will find it. I believe this as well. Yeah, you will find it, yeah. right? So... And vice versa. What, what's the vice versa? If you're looking in a... In a non-genuine manner, yeah, then you won't find it. Yeah, yeah. If you're looking for something else, you'll make an excuse. Yes, you know. Yes, so, yes. One hundred percent. Subhanallah. So now going to the actual topic of discussion, okay. you've been doing a lot of research yourself on the history of monotheism. One of the core beliefs within Islam that we have is that we believe in something called the fitrah. The fitrah is an innate disposition. We yeah. believe that every single human being is born. With a disposition towards God, towards Allah, to find this Creator, and it's logical if you think about it, right? Of course it is. I mean, if 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 you're a Muslim, and if if you believe in a God, right, that's created you for a purpose, yeah, of course He's gonna put some sort of compass inside you to yeah. lead to lead you to a Him. A longing, exactly. The knowledge and the longing, exactly. Yeah. So this is what we believe in as Muslims. And we believe if you mess with this longing. You're gonna feel confused. You're gonna feel hurt, yeah, and it you comes back corrupt to corrupt the programming, isn't it? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So. Tell us about the history of monotheism, right? Surely, we believe that this 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 longing has been there for a very long time, and as Muslims, we believe the fitrah part of it mm. is to believe in one God. So surely, there's going to be many people from the past who were discussing this one God, right? I mean, that that's what would suit our narrative. And I'll just link it to the last topic. One of the things that one of the factors that brought me away from atheism was the fact that there are commonalities among all the major religions, but not only the major ones. Some of the tribal religions from all parts of the earth yes. have some aspects of Tawheed evident. Okay. Yeah, they have the Rububiyyah aspects and some other aspects. What's the Rububiyyah aspects for people who don't Knowledge know? Knowledge of Allah's Lordship, Him being the Creator, the sustainer, the provider, the nurturer, the educator, giver of knowledge. Yes. Yeah. Now I got to thinking, these cultures, many of them were untouched. They're in the corners of Australia, the far corners of the Americas, they're in Burma, China, etc., etc. How did they all get the commonalities at times when they had absolutely no contact with each other whatsoever? Hmm. So I was thinking this before I knew what Islam says on this. Wow. So I'm thinking there has to be something in this. There has to be. Hmm. It's too much of a far too much of a stretch. 
to believe they all got it wrong and got it wrong in the same way. Why are all of these different groups coming to the same conclusion yes. separately? Yes, obviously they all differed in some other ways, yeah. but they have commonalities. Now, I then found out during my research of Islam that Allah has always been sending prophets and messengers to mankind and also people carrying the messages of prophets and messengers, yes. guides and warners. And, uh, da'is, yeah, people, people calling to Islam. Yes, they have been sent all over the globe. Yes, yeah, to every people. Now, at the time I started my research, I had some evidence for this, although it was scant. Yeah, it wasn't much, but I- internally I felt there was more. Over a period of years, again, I started to discover more and more and more. But up until about a year ago, I would still say the evidence was scant. Now the evidence is mountainous that has been accumulated from this, for this. I'll tell you why, because in the middle of the 1800s up to the early 1900s, evolution came, started to come on the scene. Okay. Yeah, and it started to come into academia first. Yes. So these guys didn't just propose the physical evolution of mankind. It was the evolution of his mental faculties. So when mankind was a dumb ape, yeah, his morals were on the same low level. His intellect was on the same low level. His religious understanding was on the same low level. Yeah, they basically said, and this this is not from evidence. This is all from theory, from done speculation. Yeah, that mankind started out as animist, animist coming from the Latin word anima or animus, which means soul. This is how silly this is, but these are the foundations of this these theories. Yeah, they said because man. Mankind couldn't understand dreaming, yeah, and debt, because he he could see when he's in a, the dreaming state. He has experiences when he's in the dreaming state, but he knew his body wasn't there. Okay, he was lying in bed, yeah, and he saw the people of his tribe die around him. So his body is still there as it was, but something has clearly left because he's brown bread. He's dead, yeah. Mm. So they gave other supporting uh, ideas as well that this was the base of mankind's first step into religion mm. the idea that he had a soul mm. which we don't disagree with anyway yeah i mean we don't disagree 100%. with that at all but they went further then and said seeing objects around them like the trees yeah the rivers the plants the mountains everything mankind couldn't fathom that they didn't have a soul so they put souls into all these objects as well mm. right and into the stars and into the sky and everything until eventually they thought, well, hold on, we have other characteristics as well. Yeah. So let's put those into these objects. Okay. So you can see where this is going, yeah? Yeah. So they personified them. Eventually, over time, as these myths got passed, they became personalities, then they became gods. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Then the gods got classified. Some yeah. had particular duties and particular powers that the others didn't, then they gave them names, etc., etc., until man kept on improving morally as well, yes. yeah, all the way up to monotheism. Mm. And they said what we would consider a prophet yeah, is just someone who came out and said, listen, my favorite God is better than all of yours. Worship him. Yeah, and he trumps, he trumps the lot. Yeah. Yeah, and they say this is how monarchies evolved as well. Social mm-hmm. classes and monarchies evolved uh, amongst mankind. This has been debunked in thorough detail. 
Yeah. I've not got the time to go into this here. There are some videos on the Epistemics channel by Imran Hussein, mm. and there are more detailed videos coming up, inshallah, about this topic. And bidnillah, by permission of Allah, I will be making some literature on this as well in the future, inshallah. Okay. So now we have the base of the theory. It's yeah. all conjecture. Yeah. But there were a number of scholars, mostly Christian, but some deist and some even agnostic and some with strange beliefs that said, hold on now. No, 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 no. La. We have field reports okay. from all over the world of Christian missionaries and others who have lived with these tribes. They have done uh, mission missionary work to them and they are coming back with reports that some of these tribes have a clear-cut belief in one God. Now, we don't say they had all the attributes of Allah, right? But they had some. Mm. Yeah, but and some of them ruled out there being any other gods. Yeah. Some of the tribes, they did worship ancestors and spirits, yeah. meaning the jinn or even the angels in some cases, but they still agreed these beings were created beings and they weren't the supreme being. Mm. There was one above all who has just become remote from us. Trick of shaitan, yeah. God is far away from us. We can't go to him. We need intermediary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And other tribes, while they didn't find anything so clear-cut as this, yeah. the farther back they could go in their history, they were less polytheistic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So basically, one camp is saying the evolutionists is saying that mankind is on an upward climb in terms of his intellect, his morals, his religion, yes. his arts, his crafts, yeah. and the Christians were saying no. Actually, it's declined from monotheism, and all the evidence is there to support this. Yes. Like I say, uh, this is not the place or the time to go into the details. Check out the epistemics channel, but. There have been, there is one scholar who I will mention, his name is Wilhelm Schmidt. He was a German Catholic priest and he went on one of the most extensive research projects ever known to one man. He wrote a four and a half thousand page book in German called The Origin of the Idea of God. And this is all about how the primary religion of mankind was monotheism. Yeah, he takes reports from all over the world. Amazing. Places it's most clear, I'll just mention a few of them, are ancient China. Yes. We're talking about before anyone thinks, oh, they're Confucianist, they're Taoist. Yeah, they are. Before Confucianism, before Taoism, before Buddhism, yeah, they worshipped a god called Shangdi. Depending on who translates that, it means God Most High, uh, Emperor of Heaven, or He Above the Heavens. He was one, He was the Creator, He was eternal, He was the Lawgiver, He answered prayer. So on and so forth. And they knew there was nothing like him. SubhanAllah. Yeah, and this is in their records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Christians have been using this as a da'wah method, by the way, for centuries. Yeah. Successfully as well. So that should be a bit of a wake-up call for us as well. You know, you Jerry, you've mentioned uh, Christians a lot, mm. right? And I think it's important we address this. Um, I'm currently doing a work. I actually have finished it, alhamdulillah. Uh, it, was, uh, it was an analysis on a specific uh, essay. Mm. By a by a historian on Latin America, okay. right? Her name is Sabine McCormack. Okay, and she wrote uh, a paper on Christian uh, Christian evangelism in the early Americas. colonial Peru. Okay, in Peru, right? Specifically yeah. in Peru, and the way she starts this off is she speaks about an early theological discussion amongst Christian scholars. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she's quoting church fathers like Augustine, Clement, etc. Origin. Yeah. She's quoting these sort of people. They had a discussion amongst themselves, and guess what that discussion was on? It Tell was me. it was on the methods of evangelizing. 
how should we go and preach to people? Yes. Okay. So some of the church fathers and some of the early Christian scholars, they believed that um, we need to go to people and we need to build upon their already established philosophy within their tribal this religion. This is what I have found as well. Yes. And, and, and subhanAllah, this is what, I have found as what well. they say is the reason why we can do that is because they already have a belief of an innate being. Yep. A being yep. that is there yep. above. Now Augustine, he actually wrote something very, very interesting on this, right? He's an early church father and he wrote in his uh, work on the Trinity, he wrote that people will have an inclination towards a God, but then he comments on the three persons of the Trinity. Okay. Right? And this is very, very interesting because if you think about it even logically now, mm. it's very fathomable, it's very fathomable and it's very understandable that someone would come to the conclusion that there's one God. It's easy. It's easy, mm. it's logical But saying that there's one God And the nuances of Christianity Where they say that there's one And within that one there's three No one's going to logically come to that conclusion no. by themselves Never, at never at all. at all And you will not find that Okay. Now when you look at this discussion amongst Christians Do you know what the other position was? The other position is we're going to come from a colonial, like, well, this is how it ended I up. I found happening. something similar to this. But as well. we're going to come from an authoritative yeah. position and we're going to persuade and force people through authority. And this is what happened in Peru, by the way. Beli so the Spaniards, yeah. they came mm. and they put things in and they persuaded and forced people to become Christians to the extent that they're forcing them to go to actual certain events, okay? So you're seeing these nuances, these discussions, even amongst Christian theologians, not only Muslims, mm. on this innate belief. Mm. Which is the fitra, which leads you to monotheism. I came across something very similar yes. in my own research. Like there's many, many branches of this. You'd yes. be shocked where this goes and the different strands of, uh, you know, it, it ended up, it supports liberalism in some ways, Nazism, even communism. But again, we don't have the time, but this, yeah. is, this is all true. But going to the Americas, yeah, some of the tribes in America are also one of the most clear evidences for ancient belief in one God. I mean, you know, some of them fasted. Like this specific study yes, I read, I know. you mentioned they fa fasting. They fasted. They used to do lonely vigil, which yeah. means going away and doing pondering and praying on your own. Uh, there's even evidences that they had some form of wudu. Yes. And clear-cut belief in one God. Not all the tribes, but many of them had a clear-cut belief in one God for sure, who was unportrayable, eternal, all-powerful, Morally good lawgiver and judge And he's yes. going to judge him in the afterlife And this also fits in with the Islamic narrative totally. Of shaitan totally. Because if you look at the narrative of shaitan If we really believe Because someone could come and say Hang on guys If you really believe that shaitan exists Then shouldn't he be misguiding these people We say 100% Yeah, That's why Well he did Who was the prophet after Adam mm. Nuh mm. And Nuh when he came Right His people they were, Who were they worshipping Nasra Yaguth, ancestors, yeah. ancestor worship. And exactly. Yeah. These were ancestors that had yeah. become like gods, okay? Mm. Because they were like pious people and they had become like gods to people and yeah. they started worshipping them. What was Nuh saying to them? Worship Allah alone. Bringing them back. And that's where so, uh, mm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al Ra'd, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wali kulli qawmin had. That to For every, every single people, there, people was there was a guide. Yeah. Okay? So it shows that when people would become deviated, and this shows you the mercy of Allah. This shows you the mercy yeah. of Allah. People are becoming deviated. He sends them a prophet. He sends them a prophet. Or a guide. Or a come back. Come back. You're going off the street. Come back. Right? And this is exactly how we can see monotheism 
planted within the fitrah of yep. a person. I mean, you yep. as a Muslim, Islam is not a religion of blind faith, right? You can no, think about it yourself. You all. can think about yourself, right? Challenge yourself. Think to yourself, okay, forget Islam for a second. Forget the Sunnah, forget Quran for a second. Think about it logically. You're on an island by yourself. Are you going to come to the conclusion that there's 360 gods? Never. Are you going to come to the conclusion that there's four gods? No. Are you going to come to the conclusion that there's Zeus and then there's, you know, Athena and that you're yeah, going to come yeah, to all I of know. these Greek mythological characters? Of course not. No. You're going to come to the conclusion of Clash of the Titans. Is that what you're going to do? Never. <laughs> you're going to come to the conclusion, I'm here, you know, uh, of course, like some, uh, it, it's, it's like the example that's used. If you went to sleep tonight mm. and you woke up in the morning on a train, random train, what you, what's the first question you're going to ask? Okay, what's how did on? I get on this train? What's going on here? Where is this train going? Mm. And this is the example that we give with life, okay? You wake up, you're now a human being, you're living, you're walking, you're working, right? Don't be heedless, don't have ghafla. Think, where did I come from, right? So when you think, where did I come from? You're going to eventually come to the conclusion that there must be a being, not beings, mm -hmm. a being that created me. Guaranteed, created if you're me. honest. Like you said, if you're honest and if you're sincere sincerity. with your heart. Yeah. yeah. And that shows you the fitrah. Yeah. That shows you the fitrah. And subhanAllah, I, I'll give you an example and all of our viewers and listeners, an example of an interaction I recently had of the fitrah. I was speaking to her sister. She's from a different country. She's from a Muslim country, mm. right? And she said, I grew up as a Muslim, but I spent time with certain people that are not Muslims. My professors are all non-Muslims. They push me towards atheism. What you are saying to me right now, and I quote her, obviously paraphrasing, but I quote. She says, it is like, an, it is like a revival that's happening for me. In what sense? In a spiritual sense. Coming back to Islam. Like, practicing Islam. It's like... This is like, you know how we say unveiling the fitrah. Yeah, like, yeah. It became clouded. Now it's like it's all coming back to me. Right? So this is, this is in essence what Islam is based on. This is the first fundamental belief of Islam. Monotheism. It doesn't beget nor is he begotten. Right? So without this, actually, arguably, you cannot be a Muslim. No, you can't. Of you can't you be can't. a Muslim. Mm. Right? So, I mean, is there any more things that we can learn as well, Jerry, on, on monotheism, history of yeah, monotheism? Any other points? I'll just touch on a few brief points that you mentioned there. I also came across the divide between the Christians. Yeah. Because when this evidence came to light to the missionaries from literally every corner of the globe, yes, they were divided into two camps. Yes. One camp said, we can use this. This is the link between us and them. They're not the absolute pagan savages we thought. Yeah. They have some trace of the one true God. Yeah. In their uh, beliefs, okay. you know, so we can latch onto this and we can bring them towards Jesus as they see him. Yes, which a lot of them did very. We can like deviate the beliefs, yeah, and, like, yeah twist yeah. it a bit. But the other camp were more staunch, like you said. They said, "No, we don't care. Anything which is not the Bible yeah. is from Satan. These people are filthy heathens and are going under our boots." So they 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 did divide into two camps. I found and that as well. Get this, get this. The evolutionists, hmm. yeah, who are pushing pushing the evolution. They jumped in with the Christians who were more staunch. They said, you're right. You're right. Uh, the other ones are wrong. There's nothing to support your beliefs. Just go. Go with what you're Naturally, doing. Naturally, they would do that, right? You know? So they pushed from behind them, you know? Mm. All of this is very interesting. Very interesting. It'll all be uncovered, inshallah. But also, I'd like to mention the Wad and the Yaguth and Nasr, the idols mentioned in yes. the Quran. These are the ancestors of the people 
of the time of Nuh. Yes. Now, another theory is that ancestor worship was the beginning of religion, but you can knock this out with simple logic. Yes. Yeah, you said they worshipped those people as gods, yeah? And they considered them gods, yeah? How can you do that if you don't already have the concept of a god? You cannot make your dead ancestor into yes. a god. Yeah, you have to have the concept of a god already, plus you know they were born and they died. Yes. So ancestor worship cannot it's be the origin of religion. Yeah, if you're it sincere, can't, it's can't a later that. development. And most of the world did fall into it to be fair. No, a lot of them actually yeah. they were they were they were people. They were people yeah, that, were that were connected people. with God. Yeah, yeah, no right? doubt. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like it's like what they've done with Isa essentially. Right? They made him a god besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the time these people they were connected with Allah, they were they were mm. righteous people, and because of their righteousness they mm. put this person on a pedestal and you know that reminds me in Surah Tawbah, verse 30, yes. Allah says, uh, translated, that the Jews have made Ezra the son of Allah mm. and the Christians have made Jesus the son of Mary the son of Allah. That is but a word from their mouths. They utter the same as those who disbelieved before them. And in the research of the ancient religious beliefs, you also found that over time, they almost all had this son of God concept. Mm. Now, some Christian might jump on and say, oh, look, they had the concept as well. No, it doesn't work that way because it was always a different son. Yeah. Yeah. The concept of the son of God is rife. Yeah, but it's always a different son. The concept of the Trinity is rife throughout the world as well, but it's always a different Trinity. But the concept of the one God always carries with it certain attributes. We also have to define what people mean by son of God. Do they mean a prophet? Do they mean someone that God sent? Or do they mean biological, physical son of God? It would seem that in the ancient cultures, whoever the progenitor, whoever the first of their tribe was, sometimes got mutated into the son of God. And they, they call him by this name. What exactly they meant, we don't know. Mm -hmm. But the term is rife. So what would you say if a Christian came and said, okay, well, this shows you that it's within innate disposition to believe in the son of God? Yeah, like I said, that's fine. But how come it's always a different son? Plus your claim is the only begotten son. Okay. You know that that rule that leaves it down to one. Yeah. You know that brings it down to one. And all these people have different concepts of the Son of God. And like Allah says in Surah Tawbah verse 30, this is an old trick of shaitan. This even supports the Islamic narrative as well. This is the same trick of shaitan over and over. Fall for it if you want, but truth stands out clear from falsehood. Yes. You know, logically as well, the idea that God can have a son is out the window because it does away with God being one. And again, this argument has been done over and over, so yeah, I feel yeah. this is not the time or the place for that. I but mean, this I is simple to it, deconstruct. You with know? Th this, with this, these are like deviations that happen yeah. from fitrah as a result of yeah. the shaitan. But when we look at the actual fitrah, it doesn't necessitate that God would have a son. No, no, it doesn't make all. sense. No one no, will come to that conclusion. And, yeah, and it's amazing. Another thing is amazing. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in the Quran He says. وَقَالَتِ الْيَهُودُ لَيْسَتِ النَّصَارَ عَلَى شَيْءٍ وَقَالَتِ النَّصَارَ لَيْسَتِ الْيَهُودُ عَلَى شَيْءٍ وَهُمْ يَتْلُونَ الْكِتَابِ You stand upon nothing. Yeah, that yeah. the Yehud say the Christians, they aren't on anything. Yeah, and vice versa. Their belief is. And the Christians say the same thing to the Yehud. Yeah. And what Allah says, Allah is going to judge between them, mm -hmm. right? So from, from these sort of ayat in the Qur'an, we can see the Qur'an is not a book that, that neglects these conversations oh no oh beings. no this is going into the literature as well yes. like 
I think we'll try and close out the topic of the original monotheism now, but suffice yes. to say that the Christians, look, credit where credit is due to the Christians and the agnostics who did all this hard work and hard research. They've built up piles of information, but they even had disagreement between the people on the same side because hmm. they didn't have a clue how they got the knowledge of one God. Hmm. Some said it's fittery. Look, yeah. God placed it in their hearts. Yeah. Some said it's logical. They simply worked it out. Some said no, they had a revelation. They must have. Yeah. They couldn't have known otherwise. Some said they may have had a prophet. And some said that, like you said, descendants of Noah uh, kept the message pure until they got to wherever they got in the world. But they, there's massive disagreement on this. Only Islam clears it up. Only Islam is the key. I think Islam Islam actually agrees with everything, every single thing that you mentioned. Yeah, I know. And also, yeah. <laughs> I've found out as well that all the systems of shirk, all the pathways to shirk are mentioned in the Quran. So Islam doesn't shy away from these things. It just explains them for you. Yes, yes. Yeah, but inshallah, this will be compiled together into inshallah. a stack and of literature. This is why the people watching need to mm. learn about their religion. Naam. This and is a absolutely, I can say, like no Muslim was involved in compiling the information as far as I can see yeah, on these old tribes. Yeah. Not one. Yeah, this this is one neglected area of the da'wah. Yes. Amongst many. Yes, subhanAllah. Amongst many. And we got we come to neglected areas in the da'wah. I mean, which which we, we tend in the da'wah to speak a lot about certain subjects. Mm. We tend to speak about, mm. for example, monotheism a lot. But I feel like, um, you know, it's like a done thing, right? If you want to believe in Allah, monotheism, it's it's like it's it's been so discussed. There's so many arguments for it. Yeah, you in know? a way, in a way, we yeah. never say we have it all because new stuff can come to light. But yeah, of course. What I can say for sure is certain areas have been over focused. Yes. Certain areas completely neglected, and certain areas just neglected. Yes, like g yeah. give us any, give us some examples of areas. Okay, that we'll neglected. start with this country. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Christianity debates between Muslims and Christians. Dawah to Christians. May Allah accept it from all the Muslims. Mm -hmm. I mean, but it's 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 too much. It's been over focused. Most the majority of this has been done now. The arguments are out there. Yeah, truth stands out clear from falsehood, like we said. Yeah. And I'm not saying to stop giving da'wah to Christians, continue. But how much of the Quran is focused on the mushrikeen, the polytheists of Arabia, their beliefs and their practices? How much? Tons. Hmm. Tons. Now, who are, the, who are the remaining strong polytheists of today? Hindus. Hindus. Yeah. Hindus. Where is the material for the Hindus? Yeah. Where is it? Yeah. Nowhere as far as <laughs> yeah, I can true. see. Maybe you find a bit in India, but here, nowhere. And that's probably the easiest thing to deal with. It's very easy to deal with, bro. Yeah. yeah. I've had sincere Hindus thing. come to the Dawah table and uh, it, they kind of know anyway. It's just a matter of clarifying things for them with a couple of verses, you know. So, inshallah, that's an area I would like to work on. And if there are any Hindu reverts in particular listening, I yeah. encourage you to come up with ideas, start writing down, get in touch with us if you like, and we can work together on this. Because hmm. this, this is one intention I have, to open up this, inshallah, because it's very neglected. Hmm. Like everything has been focused on the Christians, the atheists. Yeah. yeah and even within the atheist um, da'wah, there is massive neglect as well. But we'll come to that next. How much of the Quran is focused on the Jews? Yeah, a very, very large portion. Actually. So where are the books Maybe for the Jews? Maybe Surah Baqarah is... Where yeah. are the books for the Jews? Yeah. 
Where are the leaflets the for the areas, Jews? Neglected areas. Where are the sites and articles for the Jews? There are some, but they're very few and they're difficult to find, to be honest. Yeah, this is another intention of mine. Obviously, there are less Jews. In fact, the most mentioned prophet in the Quran is Musa a.s. Is Musa a.s. Mm. right? And Jews, of, of course, base their whole thing on Musa a.s. At least yeah. that's what they claim, yeah. right? So it would it it's 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 incumbent upon us as Muslims. To this like, is what I feel. Yeah, yeah. This is what I feel. This important. is not a joke. Yeah. This is not a joke. You you can't focus on one or two groups and neglect the rest. Do you know what I feel? It comes. I I personally really feel that it comes back to yaqeen. Possibly. I feel like it comes back to yaqeen mm. and complacency. I feel that a lot of Muslims they're complacent. They just pray their salah. Mm. They um mm. they they just living their life, and I don't know if they've truly got that full yaqeen, that full certainty that this is the absolute truth. Right, mm, because mm, bro, like, mm. what what are the things that Muslims are struggling with in this day and age? Things that Muslims are struggling with is, for example, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He spoke about al wahan, and when he was asked by the Sahaba, what is al wahan? Love of the dunya. Love of the dunya and hating death, hating death. Right. Mm. I mean, essentially, if you love the dunya, you're gonna hate death. Yeah. You're gonna hate death. You don't want you to don't die. Yeah. yeah? Death is a reality yeah, The death that which you run from Is going to find you So al-wahan Right Loving the dunya And hating death Muslims you see this In many of them mm. They love the dunya Right Like These ayat It's as if you can see them sometimes they think That he thinks that his wealth Is going to save him Everlasting He thinks his wealth Is going to save him yeah. It's going to save him That's how he's acting Akhlada, Eternal yeah. Yeah. So, 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 is there anything in particular that made you bring that subject up? Have you seen it with Muslims? You know, because I've seen it over and over again. Look, I believe, Jerry, uh, it's a very logical thing. Mm. I, I believe it, mm. it's it's if you have aql, if you have a brain, and I'm not saying this in a rude way. I know, rather, I but know. if you have aql, if you have a brain, then you have to you have to act upon these things. I'll give you an no. example. Imagine uh, starving. You're starving to death, but all around you there's food, and there's the best food, the best food. All around you All you have to do is But you you don't want to do it Fill your belly What's wrong with you? Yeah. No what's wrong with you? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Pick it up and put it in your mouth Eat it Feed yourself It's the same thing All around you as, as a Muslim Is the truth mm. Is salvation mm. Is a solution to every problem Wallahi that you're going through The Quran it details every single thing. I know. Details every single thing. That was right? one of the uh, things that brought me closer to Islam because every question I asked was answered and it was like inviting more. But like to go back to the yaqeen and uh, we spoke earlier off camera a little bit. You said that Muslims in universities or on the estates or whatever, when they speak to non-Muslims, they yeah. just chill with them and hang out. But the last thing, actually, I but think the last essentially, thing. Essentially, there's nothing wrong with this. As long as you've done your job Because You're chilling with them now Yeah Yeah you're chilling with your non-Muslim friends now yeah. Do you think you're going to be chilling on the day of judgment When they become your enemies And they all point their fingers at you In front of Allah Azawajal And say He or she knew the truth He or she knew damn well That the day of judgment was coming They used to pray They used to fast They used to make dhikr Stay away from the haram They never said one single word to me they never told me about the hellfire. They never told me about paradise. They never told me about my requirements. Now punish them. Punish them. What's your answer going to be? And if you look at Christians, actually, if you look at Christians, it's 
They act more upon this yeah, Even in their history I know You have know. people like uh, Savonarola uh, mm-hmm. In, in uh, Renaissance history Okay Like a figure that came up Warning people Right You have people like Martin Luther King mm. coming up mm. Why were they speaking? For the sake of disbelief An association and of, of partners With the one true God Yeah But they believe yeah. They they, tr- they have been killed for this They died for it yes. Yeah Numerous amounts of them Have been the killed for this Yeah You know And we're Muslims We have the truth We all have complacency and we all have some love of the dunya, so we're not holding ourselves up as paragons here. Of course. Yeah, yeah, but we're saying like, you know, if you truly have concern for your neighbor, your friend, you your colleague, money. you would at least try. You would at least try, take a booklet from someone else and say, here, look, I want you to think about why you are here. I want you to think about what happens after you die. And if you do that or more sincerely, just tell them what you know. The rest is up to Allah. The rest is up to Allah. None of us can guide the people. But at least that person, at the very least, even if they don't become guided, and always have hope they will. Always hope for the best for them. Yeah? Yeah. At the very least, they can't point their finger at you on the day of judgment and say he or she didn't even try. Yes. You'd be able to point it back and say, yes, I did. Read your book. SubhanAllah. Yeah. yeah. Because ultimately, you know, the people around you are all in severe, severe danger. Allah tells you in the Quran, and he's speaking to me and you, Take him as a clear enemy. You have to take him as that. Verily. Indeed, verily. Shaytan to you is an enemy. Take him as an enemy. Jerry, let me ask you a question. Why is Allah saying take him as an enemy? Because you know Shaytan, he comes to someone, yeah? Mithlun Nasih, he comes as an as as an advisor. He comes as an advisor. Yeah. So he'll come and say to you, Yahi, come on, this is you have to think about the truth here. You know, think he'll even say that stuff like that to you. Mm. Islam is you it's not the truth, you know it's not the truth. He'll come and even say things like that mm. to you, maybe. Mm. You know, Islam has got doubts in it, you know, it's, it's that when Islam has every single answer to every single thing. The Islamic philosophy, epistemology, mm. the thinking, has answers to life's every question, which shows you it's the truth in a consistent manner. Mm. Only the mm. truth can do that. Yeah. So when you look at it like that, you have to take the shaitan as an enemy. Absolutely. What do you do with your enemy? You ignore him. You stay away from him. But preferably, no, you take you your armor. Your you up. take your armor yeah. and your weapons and Allah has given you as much as you need. To wage war on him. Yeah, you seek knowledge. Yes. Yeah, you do your salah in the masjid if you're a man. Obviously, not if you're a woman, but regardless, nafal salah on top is an extra protection. Your morning, your evening adhkar. It's very important. You're staying away from haram as best as you can. Yes. And you're striving for the good deeds. All of this is a protection for you. Yes. To the point where shaitan will never stop whispering, but instead of the whisper crumbling you into, into a heap, you just say, oh yeah, heard it a million times, but I know... I know this is the truth. I absolutely know and I can prove to myself this is the truth. In various ways, so keep whispering. I'll do whatever I'm going to do. Allahu Akbar. You know? That's the kind of yaqeen that you have to have. And you have to remember, بَلْ كَذَّبُوا بِالْحَقِّ لَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ فَهُمْ فِي أَمْنِ مَرِيجِ You deny this truth that comes to you, you're in a confused state. Yeah. You're in a confused you're state. You're a headless chicken. You're a headless oh, chicken yes. running around. You don't know what you're mm-hmm. doing. Like these people, right? Uh, they, they mention things like, Oh, morality It's just something there yeah. Yeah, Sheikh, yeah. you're supposed to be The leading academic On and these there things There is the verse right? um, 
where Allah says, whosoever turns away from my remembrance will have Aishat and Blanca, yeah, which means a constricted Blanca. life. I've seen this. I have seen people who turn away from uh, the truth when they know it. I've seen their life get constricted. And so there are other verses where Allah, he makes clear that he does these things to turn people back. He does these things in the hope they will turn back to him. Because when your life gets tougher and gets more constricted, you're supposed to start thinking. And what does Allah say about that you know? person? Look at subhanAllah. Blind. He will be raised on Yawm Al Qiyamah yeah. blind. As he was here. My Lord, why did you raise me blind? Why am I blind? Yeah. And what will Allah say to him? My signs came to you and you did, and you, you turned away from them. Yeah. Signs. Allah has given you signs all around you. Do you understand? Mm. Allah has given you signs mm. all around you. Jerry, it's like walking down the street and you've got signs telling you, this is, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, if you want this. If you want Costa, come here. Go this way, take, take a left. And it's like you're saying, hmm, I'm going to take a right. There's nothing there. Yeah. It's that way. Maybe Cafe Nero. Yeah, Cafe Nero. Yeah. You know, Cafe Nero is Starbucks. actually right. Yeah. No, we skip Starbucks, man. Yeah, Star I don't know about Starbucks, man. Yeah. But bro, Jerry, may Allah bless you. I mean, it's been a very, very big privilege speaking to you, mashallah, tabarakallah. And um, is there any last things that you wanted to mention to our viewers that are listening? Um, yes, I want to go back to neglected areas of the dawah. Okay. And while there has been focus on atheism, yes, uh, there are a number of areas which are neglected. Yes. The fact that all the shubuhat, and I suggest. Every Muslim look into this, especially if you're stuck in a university or surrounded by places which are based upon disbelief and will push it down your throat. All the doubts the atheists come with now are old and ancient. They are just rehashed. The language is made contemporary. They were coming at the time of the Quran and even before. Yeah. Yeah. The likes of blaming Qadr for being a disbeliever. Some atheists say, if Allah exists, he made me like this. Allah has already answered that in the Quran. Yeah, some atheists say, oh, well, I'm a good person. So if the day of judgment is real and there is a God, I'll be okay. Yeah. That's been assumed by people before. Allah spoke about this. Mm. Yeah, and I, you get people in the da'wah asking to see Allah. Allah didn't even bother to answer that. He just said, you've transgressed all bounds. Ancient people said this before the Quran was even revealed. They were asking for angels. They were asking for miracles. And Allah says... Even if he was to give them a stairway to the heaven and bring them up, they'd still come back and say this is obvious magic. What does Allah say on that? They say, bring to us angels or let us see our Lord. Pure arrogance. Right? لا بش يوم يرون الملائكة لا بشرى يوم إذ those people the day look at what Allah says here what are they saying they're saying let us see the malaika let us see the angels right what does Allah say يوم يرون الملائكة لا بشرى يوم إذ للمجرمين the affair is finished the day the day that they are gonna see the angels yes, they'll yeah. see them don't worry you're gonna oh, see yeah, them yeah. but the day you're gonna see them there's gonna be no glad, mm. glad tidings for you mm. So The angels are going to say Subhanallah, look Right? The angels are going to say uh, The angels are going to basically uh, Say to them Subhanallah of, uh, what, what, what is it? That, uh, they're going to say to them that you are, They're going to express them like cut off 
like that. Mm. So like, if we look at these ayat in the Quran, mm. I'm I'm even thinking about what comes after. Don't worry too much about that. But where I wanted to go with this was, these are the new, uh, the so-called new shubahat. It's powerful, actually. They are not new; they are ancient. Yeah. yeah. And I just I suggest every Muslim to equip themselves with the armor. Yes. From the Quran. Yeah, you don't you don't need to go into philosophy, psychology, history, etc. This stuff is largely a waste of time. And that's another issue in the Dawah, but we don't have time to talk about it. But <laughs> inshallah there's going to be a booklet produced on how all the atheist doubts are actually ancient and they've already been answered directly by Allah Himself. Yeah, so these people they're not coming with something new. Yeah, and what they say is that oh, we have more knowledge now as humanity. We know far more than the ancients. Mm, that's false. If that's the case, how come your your doubts are the same as the ones from thousands of years ago? Yeah. You don't know anything more than they do. It's the same rhetoric the over same and thing, over yeah. and it's been crushed already. Yes. So inshallah, inshallah. This, this booklet will come out also, and others as well. But if anyone wants to help with this or has any suggestions or ideas, like I say, any reverts from Hinduism or Judaism in particular yes. to come and help with this, please do get, <coughs> excuse me, please yeah. do get in touch. Inshallah. Inshallah. Jazakallah khairan Jerry for coming on the show. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. And inshallah we look forward to having you on again. Inshallah. Inshallah. Definitely to discuss something else. Brothers and sisters, this has been Rerooted. Make sure you listen to Rerooted on all of the major podcast platforms. That's SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Until the next one, we'll see you very, very soon inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Peace.